0: Welcome to Unhealing. Thank you all so much for your support and for listening. I've been blown away with the response to this podcast. Today I have a very special guest on. His name is Brendan Ring and wait until you hear him speak and share his story. This episode touches on many things loss, finding meaning, coincidences, which Brendan heard described before as a series of events in life in which God wishes to remain anonymous. I love this description. We also talk about signs from loved ones that have passed on, Cleana's foundation which was set up in memory of Brendan and Terry Ring's daughter Cleena, It is just beyond special and I hope you enjoy listening. So welcome to On Healing. I'm Olivia Hunt and I have a very special guest here with me today, Brendan Ring. I'm so delighted to have you on the show, Brendan. How are you today?
1: I'm fine, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to your calming presence. (laughs) Um, So yeah,
0: hectic morning, but we we got here in the end.
1: Yeah, we did. I apologise for that.
0: Don't be silly, not at all. So. I first heard you speak Brendan uh, a couple of months ago and I was really, really moved by the story and what you shared with us and the way you spoke about loss and the meaning that you have found, you know, through your experience, losing, you know, family members and your daughter really stayed with me. You have managed somehow to turn your pain into real purpose. You have set up a beautiful foundation, cleanest foundation, yeah. and you also recorded an amazing documentary, Ireland's Forgotten Families, Absolutely. which I watched watched at the weekend. Yeah. So um, I guess, first of all, can I ask you to tell us a bit about yourself? I know you're from Brough.
1: Yeah, I am.
0: Um, you've set up a very successful business in Limerick, and yeah. i seen on your Instagram you like a bit of golf. Is that right?
1: Yeah, well, I play sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I used to play a lot more in the past, but I kind of changed sports for the last number of years. So that's actually helped me a lot, Mm. you know, myself personally with Cleanest Passing. Yeah. Kind of got very much into the kind of health and fitness and sporting activities and, you know, took on like I did my first marathon, actually I ran with Cleanest Photograph in my hand. But she totally inspires me all the time. She really does. So even like that and having her photograph and it's funny. I was kind of tidying up uh, where I keep my running gear and that photograph was just, you know, in one of the shelves and it's all crumpled up, as you can imagine, running yeah. with it that long. But it was with her in mind that I, I, I did it. And um, she was the motivation to, to get it done and, you know, and it was just a matter of getting it done. Mm. And it was something that was always kind of on the bucket list for me and I never thought I would be able to do it. I- but she gave me the uh the, the motivation and i i think to be honest with you i'm totally driven by cleanness mm. you know when she was with us and since she's passed and it's not all about me now but the, the podcast is about much more than that it's about our family it's about mm. our friends it's about the foundation and the people who have met it, what it is and and you mentioned success well know yeah there, there has been and there is success in our lives but it's not me it's it's everybody mm. and uh, I just take part of the credit for yeah. that so I think that's very important
0: yeah so you have you know when I heard you spoke you shared with us and yeah. thank you for sharing like such yeah. you know a beautiful heartwarming story yeah. sad story with us all and that night when you spoke I know Dan Glenn brought you in to speak with us all I like I've been on so many of the meetings you know in that group and Mm. everyone was so touched by that you know I I was speaking with a lot of people afterwards and it really had a real impact on us so you have experienced so much loss in your life. Yeah. You lost your two brothers and yeah. your daughter. Yeah. Can you like share some of your story, whatever you feel comfortable sharing with us?
1: Yeah, that, that, that's no problem. Um, <clears throat> yeah, um, I, I suppose if you just roll on a little bit to Cleaner, I suppose because she had an inoperable brain tumour, unfortunately my two brothers died as well because they both had brain tumours. And you know when we got that like, diagnosis like we knew so much didn't we already from past experiences and sometimes you know ignorance is bliss mm. but in our case and it was it, even on i can still vividly remember the day we were told it was a sunday afternoon um we were down in cork having been moved from here from limerick to cork with Lena. and when the surgeon told us the, the news uh like 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 we all knew and I remember outside her bedroom at that time, you know, my other siblings, my parents at the time were alive. They all came down and we'd suspected the worst, you know, over the weekend, you know, things were breaking and suspected brain tumor, but it wasn't confirmed until that Sunday afternoon, albeit the cleaning only got run well on the Friday. So, I mean, that's what I always see as well, but, you know, in our charity and the other families we help, this thing happens overnight. So cleaning was perfectly well on that Friday. And then on that Sunday, like, you know, we, we got this news. And as I said, we were all there. It was just Terry and I, my wife, Terry and Cleena were in the room when we got the news. But they were all outside. And that was the problem. We all had been on this journey with Sean and he, he passed away when he was 34. And then Mick, we called him, Hall, he'd only died a year before, before, before Cleena died. You know, no, he hadn't died by then, obviously, my, my mm. mistake, but he got ill later on and passed away a year before cleaning. So yeah, it was very challenging. So why do all those things happen, (laughs) you know? And just this weekend, actually, Terry and I, were out, we were at the Limerick game and um, we got home and we went back out for a while and we met a family that just buried their daughter. And the dad kept asking me that, why, like, Mm. you know, it's very hard to find the answers. You know, why do these things happen? And you see some families seem to get a lot more tragedy or mm. you know they seem to go through a lot more. I, I think we were one of those families not, not me yeah, but yeah. our extended family yeah. seems to have hit us quite a bit yeah. and there's been other difficult times you know for other yeah. for other siblings of mine and uh, my parents are incredible I think you know and I talk a lot about Clean and the influence that she has on all our lives and I can only talk about myself huge influence even when she was alive she was just really special. But again, when I was speaking to that man the other night who just buried his daughter, she was only 33 recently. Um, like I said that my parents must have been so strong because mm-hmm. they lost their two children and their grandchild and, you know, their daughter-in-law as well passed away and there was a lot Lack lot went on. And they still stood, they, they were resilient to the end, but they had a great faith and that's what kept them together and that's the challenge now your faith is challenged isn't it, it is, because you so. say where is god in all of this I
0: know. It's,
1: it's it's a big challenge
0: yeah and there's
1: no real answers
0: when you were speaking i remember you said like life you know deals with certain cards mm. and you have to do your best with them yeah like when you were given <clears throat> say when of was sick and yeah. you were told all this yeah like having to deal with the emotional toll of that but yeah. not just that then there's like and it's like project management with appointments with loads of different departments yeah. in hospitals yeah. then you know you also said about the journey bringing a child to hospital for treatment yeah you know as i drove to limerick today yes i was like i wonder are there any cars i'm passing with sick children there they're absolutely they're going to is. Hospital. Yeah. something you never think about you know mm. even people if they're have a bit of road rage or there be like you yeah. really need to stop and think sometimes about you, you know do. the people around you and what they might be going through mm. But can i ask because you like you were in and out of hospital yeah. for a long long time yeah it wasn't a short it was no. ongoing for years
1: yeah
0: how did you and terry deal with that and cope
1: like um d- well y- 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 you'll have to go back to cleaner because she made it easier for us Um, And I know you hear that a lot and people might say, are you really only saying that? But she really, really did. She took this illness on the chin. Um, And she was, when she was diagnosed, she was only seven going on eight. So she probably wouldn't have fully understood it. And there were challenges later on in life as she was becoming, she did become a teenager. And she turned 14, 15 and every year, wasn't it great that she had that every year, but unfortunately she didn't get to her 16th. Birthday, but it was definitely her and her attitude towards it, and the way she interacted with us, and even the, the, all the medics and all the consultants she'd met, and doctors and nurses, she was brilliant. Oh and like she wouldn't let them touch her unless she told them a joke. Really? That was, the way she did. Oh. you know, she loved that. You know, she just she, so she was all inspiring, and I I I'll have to and it's, I'll have to bring this in is that we do have a son and he gets overshadowed in all of this. Yeah, he's and,
0: he, about I, share, and he yeah. was
1: there. And do you know what I mean? Like, so it's not all about cleaner. Mm. We loved him both dearly in different ways and mm. different relationships. But she got sick yes. and she did take that priority. And, um, you know, there's a lot of learnings in that too, you know, that, you know, with the charity now yeah. is that if we can get an opportunity, we do remind people that these siblings need to be looked after. Yeah. We call them the shadow children. Yeah. So they're living in the shadows of their sibling who's going through mm. difficult times. Is, um, there,
0: is there anything you share, you know, for like in your own experience, how parents
1: do you, Yeah, is there um, anything
0: that comes to mind?
1: Well, what comes to mind only is that um you know, you have great family. So you think by leaving them with your grandparents mm. and they in, they're in safe hands. They're looked after and they're loved and cared for. Or if they're left with a neighbor that you know well, or your their minders at the time or uh, their aunts or uncles or they're in great hands. And they are, there's no doubt about that. You can't take from that, but you're not there with them, you know, and so that can't be replaced. So maybe, maybe we could have thought about that a little bit better. Um, uh, because, um, you know, you've got to remember the other siblings and that's going to be, a, that's a big challenge. And like at the end of Cleaners Life, we literally left Limerick. We moved to Cork and we lived in Cork for five or six months. That was it. And uh, I think we may have got home for, because they had to push us out of the hospital. I, I laugh now. We didn't want to leave. I mean, we spent all the time in that hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to, and so again, now you're totally engrossed in 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 cleaner's health. Um, her surgery hadn't gone well for her; she was effectively in a coma, and uh, deteriorated over a long period of time, months and months and end. And you forget about everything else. You know, become selfish in a way. But don't get me wrong. Loads of people come to see her all her family, all her school friends. We made recordings, we tried to bring her back. Oh. You know, they all said, they'd spoken to a recorder. We played all the tapes exactly. to her. They came down to her. Oh. We did everything possible. Yeah. And we mentioned theatre earlier on. Like we went on a huge journey on on, on, on looking for a miracle for kleena And we went everywhere, Lourdes, we brought her to kleena many, many times. And again, it was Terry really with the backbone of this. Like she was constantly there, like, uh, you know, we have our own business as well. So, you know, it was times in that back then, but I had to be in that as well. I had a great business partner at the time and uh, he since retired. And even though it's five or six months and I mentioned, like he he said, well, go ahead, and look out to clean and I could stand a step away from that. And that brings on to the charity later on is that that's why yeah. there is a charity because we were really, really lucky that we could do that. Yeah. You know, we could spend all that time. And I know I'm jumping around a little bit. There's no, so much exactly. going on here. Yeah there's, yeah, there's so many different dynamics to it.
0: it. It is. And I think even like just you sharing these parts of your story, it's really, really going to help people because from people I've met, you know, and talked to just even over the years, myself that have experienced, you know, similar journeys that like, there's nothing really, there's not much out there like, to help like there's no like it's a journey you're kind of on and it's like you learn as you go you do and i remember on the ireland's forgotten family documentary um like people spoke on that and you shared this too and i think anyone you know that experiences suffering like the world becomes a lot clearer in a sense in terms of what's actually important and a lot of people experience a complete perspective shift and mindset shift about like life and start appreciating each moment. Can you tell us about like how your perspective has changed?
1: Well, look, since the, the listen, I, I, you know, as a child, I was known as a kind of a warrior. So warrior turns into fear as you get old in, mm. in older life. And, you know, I, I still find myself in different situations and I, I, I do, but the thing about it is, and anybody that would know me that that would say, I maybe be an over an over-thinker about things and maybe really look in depth, if I go too far, I've got a mechanism of coming back. Mm. That's the key. And the mechanism is the experience of what we went through as a family, broadly speaking with all the challenges yeah. and, and the tragedies and going back specifically to clean out is to going back to that. And that's the grounding point. So no matter how far you get offline,
0: yeah.
1: it always brings you back. Yeah. If that's a, if that's a minute or an hour or a day or a week or a month or a number of months,
0: yeah.
1: whatever the situation is, and we all have huge problems in our lives and challenges mm. that we've got to overcome. And they're only challenges to you because they, they challenge you or they're concerning to you. So mm. what might be a challenge to me, it may not be to you or anybody else, yeah. but whatever they are, for me, it brings me back. It mm. brings me back. And the experiences and those hardships, I said, well, compared to that, to what you went through before. So now it's not as bad. So you can come back.
0: It's so a reference point. It, it's a, yeah.
1: If that's what it is, a reference point. And um, so th- there's huge learning and learning in that. And, and I know even outside of cleaner and our family and all the other people. I remember somebody telling me one time that, you know, you can't be happy all of the time. And I was looking for that and and you can't be. But what he said was, you can always be grateful. Mm. And there's a huge difference. Mm. So gratitude to me is what it's all about. Just be grateful for, even grateful for clean being alive. Mm. Like, isn't it great to be able to say that? And I mean that, that, that we had her for 15 years. Right, so somebody would say, I don't know about that, Brendan. Well, I'm saying that's that's how it is for me, Mm. and that's how it is for that we had cleaner for that length of time. And I don't talk about it, but maybe that's the answer to me, Sean, and me, Hall, as well is that they were there for that. Now, other people might not agree with that, so Mm. that's my own view. Uh, but I am grateful that we had cleaner, and then that journey I call it between the time she was diagnosed at seven and she passed at 15 that journey in between. We're so grateful for that. Yeah, And you're told, we were told at least that not to compare, you know, your situation with others because we diagnosis. I, well, I challenged that because I just saw a little girl one time coming into the hospital in Cork on a Friday and she'd had been knocked down by a, she was on a bike going to going to, sc- going to the school. But she died on that Sunday. Mm. And she was just about clean age. And we knew we were in the room across from her you know and we could see all the activity and we knew that and there we were seven or eight years later and it was clean of us to pass away maybe a couple of months later but then they had no time yeah. so where so isn't it right to draw on that experience in yeah, time
0: 100 yeah. percent. so
1: we we i go back there all the time i'm i'm grateful for, for, for everything i have
0: yeah
1: and even to be here today My isn't Lord. it great
0: I know even like being able to it's it really is the simple things like oh just even being conscious of your breath, like enjoying drinking water, it's the yeah. simple, it's but I think it's where life takes you. Like life has to take you certain places yeah. to experience life this way yeah. now, I think. Um I remember you said about acceptance was huge for you. Because isn't it our resistance to stuff that yeah. brings about suffering?
1: Yeah. Can you talk a bit about that? Um, well, d- 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 the acceptance piece comes uh, at, during Kleena's illness in Cork, um, and, and I said to you that we went on a kind of very spiritual, miracle-looking journey. If that yeah. you want to call it, a prayerful, and and um, we we'd attend prayer meetings, and we we people would pray for Kleena that she'd be healed and she didn't so you 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 had to accept that but um the one thing we were asked to do is that could we leave cleaner go if she were to pass away not knowing that you would really we mm. didn't know because i even said it there on the documentary on myself like you know i really did believe that I maybe know. up to the last minute that she would kind of make it somehow that we'd get that miracle yeah um so um you know w- 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 when you come back to think about that then you know, if you accept it, you know what I mean? And, mm. and, and, and and well, then that's a huge hurdle. Yeah. And I, I don't want to go back, but conversations I have with other people that are in similar situations, mm. like they can't accept it. Yeah. And isn't that so difficult? I can say, thank God that I can. And I know Terry has. And I know a lot of our family members have, as sad as it is, but we've accepted that. And once you get that, you could, you could move on. Do you know what I yeah. mean? But you've got to do. So we actually, we actually made a decision to say, let's let Kalina go, in our minds, while she was with us. And whatever would happen at the time, let, let's see. But that was a huge thing to do, massive. I mean, think about it. Your child is very unwell, and you're saying, well, if God takes her, well, that's it. Yeah. We made that decision. And we accepted that. And from that time on, then we became stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. We still get upset about Lena. We still miss her. We still didn't want her to pass away. We still think about her on a daily basis. Yes, the charity is there. Yeah. It's in her name, but it's not about her. But what I'm saying you're reminded about her all mm-hmm. the time, you know, but like it's not easy. I'm not saying you accept something and it's over yeah. and you, it's not, but what I'm trying to say to you, that to me is is the, is is is, the, is 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 that's the first step for me. If you can't accept it, how can you move on? Yeah. And we have, I've clearly personally, and I know Terry has, and lots of other people, we've accepted. Cleaner got sick and she died, and we have to move on from it, yeah. never forgetting her.
0: I think it's such a, an important point. You know, when we think about our journeys, um, through grief. You know, I remember myself you know, at different times with people I've lost, you know, some people trying to be encouraged and saying like, you need to move on. It's like the worst thing that people can say, but, and it's from a lack of education around grief. It's like, and I, you know, that's because I think, You know, as a country, there isn't much out there unless you go searching for it. And unfortunately, it's only when it comes to your door that you have to educate yourself about it. But there's a guy called David Kessler who has wrote a lot of books on grief. But he talked, I'm actually doing a course with him at the moment. It's a grief educator course. Uh, Just out of pure interest and curiosity, because I've been through it. But he says, you know, how long will you grieve? How long will the person be dead? How long will the person be gone? No. That's true. And I know, you know, even, um, it's 23 uh, years since my own brother died. Yeah. And I'll I'll tell you this, like, like, cause it's just, you know, I, and I'm sure a lot of people are in similar situations, but an experience just with me over the last couple of weeks is I find it really hard to sleep on my own
1: okay. in the
0: dark. Okay. Okay.
1: That's
0: just yeah. the last couple of weeks it's hit me. It yeah. hasn't happened to me in years okay. and I know why it is. It's mm. because I was reading, say, book, a book about is there life after death? And uh, it's a beautiful book.
1: Yeah. But
0: of course, like, you know, at nighttime, my mind started really going silly. places and, yeah, like say we have a little boy James and we take turns sleeping in with him because he yeah. doesn't do cots. Okay. And so, yeah, like if, if James is even beside me, it's it it goes. Right. It's just like, it's like I need someone there and then I'm not scared. But that, I'm 23 years into the journey. Yeah. And I know this will go again, but it's like a trauma in my body because it was such a traumatic event and Absolutely. time. Absolutely. I know, like you were saying, I have a reference point. I know this'll pass again and I'll be okay. You will. But it's like there's so many different things, like it's such a huge topic. Oh, it's massive. How it can impact you and your life. Yeah. And I was just thinking about this last night. I was like, God, you know, I wonder how many other people are experiencing this. Like part of it, you know, not being able to sleep, being fearful. Like I'm a very open person, and sometimes I might say, "Brother was a real like messer. He was great crack." And sometimes I, when I, when he died, like just after he died. I used to be like, oh, my God, I hope he doesn't try and come back and scare me. <laughs> and I used to be thinking yeah. and it started giving me such fear around it. And my mother said, I'd only love if he came back to me. Uh, and I have to move with talk. your mother. I was yeah. going to say to
1: you, I wish Dreena really came back. I know. <laughs> and she stood at the end of the bed and it's like everything is good. I know, it's, true. it's just
0: this fear. And I, I say, I got reflexology recently and the reflexologist, she's a lovely woman, Gail, she said, um, you know when it comes just ask you know ask for ask she's very say religious ask god to protect you and try and you know help you through um just the moment so you can stay in the room and like last night i was trying and i just like i I was was lying in the bed and i was look i was afraid to look over my shoulder i just myself petrified and like, but again, I'm just glad I know it will pass. It's happened years ago. Um, and I say after Derek, I used to have to get, if I was ever out at night, I used to have to get people to walk me into the front door because I was afraid just to even look yeah. in case I'd see something. Um, but yeah, it was, tr- look, I can feel it in my body. It, But the minute, say someone comes, then I'm fine. I'm absolutely you fine. Like, like be, so, you
1: yeah. Like, you like to have people around you, but even, it, even it, your son
0: yeah but that it's only at night like yeah. I'm, I'm grand on my own i've traveled yeah. on my own yeah. i love it yeah and i like yeah i've, I've traveled on it it hasn't come over me it's just because i think some of the work i'm doing looking into grief and reading books but you know um one of the, the so this book it was a fr- a good friend of mine caroline passed it on she's experienced a lot of losses and I was listening to it. It's so special. Okay. It's this lady, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. So she's wrote a lot of books on death and dying, um, life lessons. And I would have read them after my brother died and found them helpful. But this particular one I hadn't read. So she was a Swiss American um, psychiatrist and she was a pioneer in near death experiences. Okay. So she had worked for, for over 40 years with um, adults and children that were terminally terminally ill. And she sat by their bedside, like so many people. And she said that she couldn't but not believe in the afterlife after all of her experiences. Wow. And it's not that she, she said she never seen anything, but she did mm. uh, when she was with her patients. But she noticed and observed that just as it was coming close, a lot of people started, uh, talking about loved ones who had already passed on being beside them. And I just, for me, it, it was very special reading that. And she said that, you know, there was loads of stuff that happened that was just like, for example, she mentioned, um, a boy, I think it was a boy that talked about say his father had been there and his father, was just after passing away like the child wouldn't have known right. they had been in a car a family had been in a car accident in okay. America and they were all brought to different hospitals and this boy started talking about his dad and then Elizabeth had got a call saying that his dad had just passed away so you know for me it's that's yeah. very special. It is. And um I know you mentioned say you've had some special experiences since Cleena passed away that make you think that she's with you. Yeah. Is there any that you'd like to share?
1: Um. Well, first of all, she's, I, I believe, in, look, when you're in the middle of a busy day or when you're distracted doing things in life in general, obviously yeah. you don't, but the do, 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 do one thing the, the one thing that inspires me about Kleena was that she had written some beautiful words, uh, that we weren't aware of, or at least we had forgotten. We'd seen them. I don't believe that we had, you know, about life mm. and like we, we, they were so strong that we actually put them on our, on our headstone and she'd written them in our class with her teacher. And she was able to describe like that, how she was able to accept her illness. She wasn't worried about herself. All she wanted to ever do was get up in the morning and be able to go to school, right? And that she actually loved life dearly. But the one thing about Kleene was she never, ever, ever, ever really ha- worried too much about herself, at least not that we knew about, but it was always about other children that she met on her journey. So when she'd come back from hospital, she would always ring, say, and say, I need to ring this girl because she wasn't very well when we were in the hospital together. And I'll give her a call most of them mightn't been anywhere as unwell as Kleena was. Obviously she had a terminal illness, obviously at the end, we didn't really realise that for a long time into the journey. But um, so from that point of view, like she's always, she's always there, you know, and Mm. there are, there are lovely stories about Kleena. I mean, you mentioned there about people that have met loved ones that have passed away, you know, over the years very close friends of Kleene, one particular girl was in a car accident and like she believed that Kleene was there with her in, in that and that she got her through it and brought her out the other side. I I have a niece of mine who actually said that when she was by Kleene came to see her and spoke to her and told her that everything was fine and one amazing story is that there's a child now, I'm not quite age, I'm sure what age he is, but at the time when he went into his parents' bedroom, he was only a toddler, would never met Clina. She was there years on end, wouldn't be part of any conversations. And she went in or he went in and said to his ma'am, I was told to tell you that Clina was fine. So what, where's all that coming from?
0: That's amazing.
1: You know, and, and I, I keep hoping she comes back I know. to meet with me. And that's where Terry and I are completely different. Terry's a massive, strong faith. She totally believes she'll see Cleena again. She'll meet her in heaven and everything will be fine. Yeah, I am. I believe in all of that, but I'm scared, (laughs) scared of dying.
0: Well, no one ever Uh, came back to tell us the tale properly. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: And even though my hope is that when and that time comes and I hope there's a long time away, is that it's Cleena that's there to meet me and then I want to meet the rest of my family yeah but uh, you know it's trying to be really convinced about that yeah. and that's why then you turn into the person you are yes. maybe always doing things always trying to get things more and more done because you, maybe are you trying to distract yourself yes. away from those yeah. difficult times on your own like yeah. you just mentioned yeah you know is you know I think I, I'm like that yeah my, my nature is to be worry fear yeah. and that kind of stuff
0: Like I 100% believe, like I have a deep faith that we will, like, I and there's, it's like, I don't even have to explain it. It's this inner knowing that I know I'm being protected by family that has passed on. I just know it. Yeah. So many things have happened in my own life. I know I'm experiencing this hard thing with fear, um, at night, but it's not like even dying, like, I don't know. I I just feel I have so many people to see when the time happens yes, that yes. I'll probably be like okay, and I know that they'll be with me. Um But you, I don't know. That's like a great what? way
1: to be.
0: I just believe it, like, and I always, you know, I have such a strong belief. No one could convince me otherwise. I believe they're all was with us okay. always, yeah, and. Like, like I said, like so many things have happened. I have this little chain on, yes. it's a little feather. My, my mother got it oh, I'm after touching the mic there, you're but fine. my, my mother got it for me because like that at some of the most difficult times in my life when I felt like I was going to fall apart, yeah, something would come oh, and it's like, I think if you're open to them, yeah. open to these signs yeah, that like you see them more and more, yeah, you know?
1: Um. Well, I I know there's a song, um, and I was at a meeting the other day with a guy, and you know, you know, I had an opinion, and he had an opinion. There was no problem. He was trying to help me as much as anything else. But uh, and but I remember we were in a restaurant having a cup of coffee, and what we'd say, cleaner song came on, and I, I just said, "Well, there, there, there it is. You're being reminded." What's her song? Yeah, you know the the song that is that will you come here and lie next to me and and, and like he, he's very much like everybody did come and stay with clean and sat in her room when she was in that coma. Mm. And that's all she was asking, you know, it's chasing cars, you know, that yeah. song, uh, it's brilliant. So when I hear that it totally, no matter what, where I'm at and what I'm doing, if I hear it, it always brings me back to that. Yeah. You know, where, uh, what I said earlier on, just back to that reference point, you call it. Yeah. And pulls you all back. So. When I was having my discussion with that gentleman at the time, even though, as I said, he was trying to help me, I kind of said, forget about it. It'll be fine. Conversation over. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I was pushing for an answer and I wanted something my own way about a decision and he wasn't fully agreeing, even though he was being there to support me. And I was going, "Ah, but I really want to get this done. And then the song came on and like, the, I, I know that I didn't even finish out the conversation. Yeah. But I just felt it was cleaner just saying, yeah. leave a go. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you do, because I have another brother who is, uh, all my brothers are brilliant. But um, he'd speak to me a lot and he believes in, in Swam, it's signs, wonders and miracles. And so those signs are there. It could be anything from, like, the day cleaner the day of her, her funeral, like, the red admiral fla- f- uh, butterfly came into the church you know on the 2nd of december and it landed on our coffin so we took that as a sign and even the time that our coffins went into the grave it was in december as said the second you know it was it was a very bad day but the sun just came out that time mm. so are they all signs are they yeah. coincidences what is it
0: yeah
1: and you know even for me anything I know I've either been told or I've learned so nothing special it's Mm -hmm. not me but I I remember somebody saying or reading sometime that a coincidence is a series of events that happen in which God wishes to remain anonymous that's what a coincidence is so people might say "Ah, just a coincidence yeah well I'm kind of trying to say to you from what I have understood and mm-hmm. believe in now, is that maybe it's just that, uh, it's, a, it's him being anonymous in that situation to create it. Whether it's playing that song, mm-hmm. whereas it's the, the sun coming through, Winkley is been buried, the butterfly arriving, the white little flower, the white um, feather that you see after mm-hmm. people pass away. Do you want to believe in that or not? That's up to you. Yes. And when I say you, I mean us yeah. all to believe in that. And I need to go back and just clarify one point about the acceptance piece. You cannot just say, I'm going to accept it and move on. Mm. Acceptance has to come to you in some shape or form. Yes. But it takes an awful lot of hard work to mm. come to accept something. But if you can get to there, yeah. It then life becomes a little bit easier. Yes. And once you have that, you can go back really. I don't think I could meet you in ten years time and say I don't accept of what happened to cleaner and now I'm saying I don't accept it anymore. I, I just believe it's done. Yeah. The mind my mind is switched to that point, so it allows me to, to move on
0: yeah
1: I think that's very important because I don't want people to just say, well, it's very easy, easy for him to say oh just accept it, and move on it's not no. to get to the acceptance points with us from the time Tina was diagnosed, by the time we got to that point and we got there on the same night, I remember it well, when we made the decision to leave, clean and go and to accept her illness. I would say that it was probably seven years later of unbelievable amount of going places, prayer groups, going to Padre Pio, San Giovanni, the mittens, the miracles, the, 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 the going to uh, prayer meetings and so many things, just trying to find the answer. But you know the thing about it all, and I laugh now, you don't need to go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You do not need to go into a church or mm. you don't need to go to visit a special place. By all means do, you know, and we still do. But mm. I'm just saying you don't have to. It's
0: going go within sometimes. It's yeah. inside
1: you. It's yeah, there. The answers that. are there. You know
0: what I mean? But isn't it important to get quiet with ourselves sometimes just to hear that as well, even though that that can be very hard being still, you know, especially if you're going through difficult times. But I I do believe that like it's when I listen to myself and just trust, start to try and trust in life and the process and just, yeah, keep going like, and take take. One day at a time.
1: Well, I don't know you very well. I've already spoken to you once before. I mean, we've spoken a few times yeah. because we we, we we were arranging today. But I can see that you're very much in touch with all of your feelings around that. And I and I'm looking at you and I'm going, Right, I'm nowhere where you are at in relation to the in-depth knowledge, understanding that you have on that wellness piece. I'll be honest, even though I've accepted Lena's passing, right? Mm-hmm. I've I've stuffed in things into my life every day, kind of maybe to distract myself a little bit as well. Mm. I'm by far perfect here. I've still got huge challenges. And as I yeah. get to my part of my life and my journey, right, I actually need to do a little bit more of that. Stopping, thinking, listening, the inner voice, mm. you know.
0: I do as well. <laughs> huh? I try. Like, you know, I, I, I try to, but it's hard. It it's is very hard. hard. So yeah. I
1: haven't got to that yeah. point. Sometimes, I, you know, I, I'll be mm. in a real comfortable situation about a lot of things. But I, I can lose that and lose focus and I have to come back. But yeah. I'll keep saying my reference point is is cleaner and our passing yeah. and what's happened in our lives. And after that, sure. Yeah. Life isn't too bad. Yeah, is it?
0: I know I was actually, say, uh, teaching a gentle yoga session last week there you go. in um, it was just all like it was like a meditative session. And one thing that I said, I I don't know where I heard this before, but, you know, everyone in this room has has a hundred percent success rate of getting through everything that has happened so far in your life because you're here, Here. you're here. Great point. And isn't that enough to be like, okay, yeah, you know, that's true, like just even that to keep going. And there is a lovely mantra um that i heard when i was doing a half marathon in new york paddy's weekend that's when i recorded the first i was i was
1: listening this morning actually yeah Yeah. and
0: uh it was um i am i can i will so i it now that kind of try it plays itself in my heart and i hear it i am i can i Um, will yeah and even after that yoga class like in Dummer East, so many of the people have texted me this week saying they used it jumping into the sea. Yes. They've used it on a work call. Yeah. But it was it was shared to me by, say, the company that brought us and um, Georgie Crawford and the Good Glow, they're called. But um I just think it's really powerful to have something like that to, it just it just helps in some way. But um, Brendan, so I just wanted to ask you about clean foundation. Okay. just to, say, spread some awareness about it in case yes. people haven't heard of it. Yeah. I was on the website last night and I thought it was lovely. There was a map of yeah. every family you've helped in Ireland, yes, over say in over twenty twenty two, yes. and Risco- I'm from Roscommon originally, okay. so that caught my attention first. And there was fourteen families. Was that there. what
1: it was? Fourteen.
0: And then I, because I live in John Maurice now, I was looking at Waterford, and there was I think forty four families. Forty four, yeah. But, uh, and then like there was families oh, yeah. all over, all over, you yeah. Know? So, um. I, I love the awareness that you bring it. You help with the non
1: medical expenses. Yeah. yeah.
0: And what like just to like, Wait, so people are aware, like they're so the cost is unbelievable, unbelievable yeah. for families.
1: And like the, I, I said in a while ago, the charity is not about cleaner. It's because it's as a result of cleaner's life and what we saw on our journey with cleaner that led to cleaner's foundation, the charity being set up and, and still going, thankfully. Yeah. And, um, I, I I think, I think too, if you look at the bigger picture, which we're trying to get our heads around here, is that the reason that she existed? Mm. She didn't exist now to have a charity in her name. Mm. That's not what I'm saying. But is it, did she exist to get us to stop and think about others that are on a similar journey to we were, that they're going to need some help? Mm. So were we picked out to do that? I don't know. And when I say we, I talk about everybody connected with Cleanus. every single person, right? In everyone that's ever done anything for it, anyone that's helped in any other way, anybody that works in the charity, anybody on a board of our charity, all these people, right? So maybe that's the reason, right? Because there has to be a reason why Mm -hmm. Clean was here and why she had such a short life. So there was never supposed to be a a charity. There was a, a, a fundraiser that started in, in, as I say, we're from County Limerick uh, back in 2008 and it raised 50 or 60,000 euros. That's what happened. And then I remember one of our first visits, if not the first visit to St. John's Oncology Ward in Dublin, where Kleena was going for chemotherapy. Uh, another family had come in from Waterford. And there was a husband and a wife and a young baby. Like Kleena would be in seven or eight, but the baby might be in only seven or eight months. But we were in the same room together and both were going to be going for chemotherapy, which is hard to imagine a baby even having to go through that. But I got talking to the dad and just to try and make conversation, I said to him, where did you come from today? And he said, I came up from Waterford and I said, look, he said, what about you? I said, we came from Limerick. And and I said to him, how did your journey go? And I, what I meant by that was your child's sick. because children would be sick traveling. Third of chemotherapy sessions, yeah. or going home from the yes. chemotherapy, and he hesitated, and I, I, I didn't know what, you know, why he hesitated because yeah. it was a straightforward question, but what the problem was, he went on to say very shortly after that, look, we don't have a car, the journey wasn't that nice, our child was fine, they were they were in an awful situation, right? They had to get a taxi to come to Dublin from Waterford, and years on later, maybe. That was 1999, in 2008, we remembered that family. And we said, they are the families that need support for the non-medical costs. So it just mushroomed from there. The applications haven't stopped coming in. And and they won't, if anything, they've increased. So what we do is we provide um, funding every month for families in a one-off payment. At the moment, we give them two and a half thousand euros and we give them the money to pay for car parking, accommodation, yeah. taking time off work and basically spending time with the children. Yeah. And when we were in the hospital with it, the one thing that we noticed was, yes, parents would be there at times when there would be, you know, maybe surgeries or after surgery. And that, But if the child had stayed there over a long period of time, yeah. they couldn't be with them. And the answer was they couldn't afford to be there. They had to go back to their jobs.
0: Brendan, I know, say, the government, don't say, give funding for, no. I, yeah. I, I find that so hard to um, get my head around it. I think the name of your documentary is so powerful. Like yeah, Ireland's, Ireland's Forgotten, forgotten Families. How can, like, yeah. how can the government turn their backs on these families?
1: Yeah, look, like everything else, are bits and pieces of support out there. Yeah, You know, I like Clean Head Brain Cancer and like the Irish Cancer Society, um, I think they do provide a grant for children with cancer only. The unique thing about cleaners is that we provide uh, funding for all illnesses across all spectrums uh, once it's a life-limiting illness and on the life-limiting illnesses there are four thousand families with children now as we're speaking with a child with a life-limiting illness and just put it in perspective which is the difficult part is that one child is diagnosed every day with a life-limiting illness and one child dies so today a family are going to get the news that we got in 1998 They say that cleaner has an inoperative brain tumour and one family is going to lose their daughter like we did on the 2nd of December or their child. So that's happening all the time. Not all those families need financial support, but a lot of them do. They really do. Um, So we're helping now. That's 400 families. We're helping probably very close to half of them that need help.
0: And you said before, and this is so, uh, you know, it's important to be aware of this. Like when you have a child that's sick, a lot of the time, one parent has to give up their job and automatically the income to that household is halved, is halved. And And you mentioned too about having to run machines in your house, some people. Yeah, absolutely. um, That costs, with the price of electricity as well, like how are families, how are they supposed to, like, well, afford all of this? Well, they, work?
1: They, ca- they can't. Like, Terry gave up her job. She, I, I said, cleaner on Friday was fine. On Sunday, she was diagnosed. And on Monday, Terry rang her boss and said, Mick, you know, Mike, and he, she said, look, Cleena's unwell. We didn't know how unwell she was. She, she said, look, I can't come to work. And she never went back. Yeah. And if you look at our application, it's very s- simple application form to complete because we want to make it easy for people to get their money from yeah. us. And every time we spread the news about cleaners, the one thing does happen, applications increase. But that's what we want. Yeah. But every time you see the tick box, one of the two parents will have given up their job. Yeah. They'll have to. Yeah, of
0: course. Because
1: it's constant. And if you look at, uh, say, Rita Dempsey in the uh, the... Ireland's forgotten families documentary, which I'd encourage everybody to look at and it's on our website because if you think you have a problem, wait till you see these people oh
0: my gosh and yeah.
1: that, and that goes back to our household. If Brendan thinks and Terry they have a problem about cleaner, there are many 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 worse situations altogether than ours and again, I'm going back to compare, but i I, I do compare and yeah. I compare in the sense that these people are are, are left to the, to their own devices, and you mentioned there about the cost of electricity. One lady, Rita, she she's got three children, and we have to put in a compressor in the house so that if the electricity did drop, yeah. that she had, you know, to weigh it all to keep beds inflated for these children, you know, attack.
0: She is some woman.
1: She's a superwoman. I was like as somebody said without the cloak.
0: We we were watching it last night and we were just in awe of her like how every every day.
1: Five thirty in the morning. She's up every morning at five thirty. What her, special,
0: like, oh my god! Never
1: been away with a partner, yeah. uh, her husband now, and w- her go-to was what to just jump on her bike and get back to what you were saying earlier on. There's a yeah. peace of mind about mm. whether it's jumping in the sea or yeah. you know listen to meditation, go to yoga. Mm. That's her peace, and that's all she has. And and look at the other families, you know, the Beasley's and Parrik features in that documentary, and he's passed away. Do you know what I mean? Like I said, they've lost him. You know, a lovely, lovely, lovely boy. And I will say too, and it's very hard to describe this, I just feel and find that these children are really special now. And like, I'm biased, but Kina was really special. Yeah. But all these kids are. All the Sarahs and the Padricks and the Killians and there's so many, right? And they're kind of like, you know, I like, you know, I like... the hurling, you know, I like hurling and watching in all sports. So they're like those people. The all stars are the really special. They, you know, they get the accolades and they win the awards. Well, our children that we help and clean us, they're those people.
0: Oh, yeah. They're
1: the really, and they're all, the, all healthy children of fabulous. And gee, yeah. yeah. And there's
0: something extra special though. I think when you see. There
1: like, is, they have that piece.
0: Oh, my God. And I think there's a saying in a book um, called Cheese Days with Nari, I think it is um it's uh we all know we're going to die but we don't believe it and when you believe it when you experience it because you've lost someone or you see something that's when you can begin to start living so i believe a lot of these like children are here to teach us yes about like that to live to appreciate your health to like you said be grateful yeah like every night going to bed it's so important to just
1: Tank. Yeah,
0: Give thanks for
1: yeah, and it, like we're not talking about who 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 what people believe in. That's yeah. not, that's a, and I'm not far from it. I I I I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is, it's that piece is that yeah. you've you've got to say, look what we have. We have X amount of healthy children, and there are families that don't. And then that's a great reference points again for people to say, right, life isn't too bad, is it? Mm-hmm. It could be a lot worse than mm. it is and we need, to, we need to really get on with it yeah. and, and deal with whatever issues are. And also the other point is too, it's not going to be easy for all these families to accept their children unwell and to pass away. And if they're angry, hurt, annoyed, don't believe in God anymore and all that stuff is totally acceptable. Mm. I believe that. Yeah. There no, the, the, oh yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's not all. And
0: everyone's journey is unique Gazelle, and every, any feeling you feel is normal you're a human like you're going yeah. to experience all the all different types of emotion i have to say you know one thing with loss um just say with my brother yeah and my two first cousins that i like what i you know like like you you, you come up with different things that help to keep you going and i think it's lovely to have people that are you know on the other side, wherever yep. that is, yeah, because well, I've no choice, but I, I have tuned into that, and I'm grateful now that you know, if I'm walking sometimes out for a walk, I will have a conversation with them, yep. I'll be like, Can you help me with this? Um, or it might just be a conversation, doesn't happen over it's like when they you know come into my mind, it, it's and I, and I feel such I know sometimes when I swim in the sea at sunrise, I'm t- there is just such a connection, whatever it is, um. And it's like, just such a peaceful feeling that I know, like, see, I just know that
1: you see, you, okay. you, You're really living it. Mm. You, and even, even, I didn't know that, like you're, I don't go see swimming in the morning at, mm. at dawn, but like I can see it in you by looking at you that, yeah. you know, that really, really helps you. And it is whatever helps people yeah. to get through. But you've gone absolutely into the really, you've really looked at this, I can see that now, you know, To try and understand what's happened to your brother and your cousins
0: and that's it but I have to say in the early years like I was only 14 so it was years before I went like you know which was never too late is it no it isn't but that's even if anyone's listening and they're the start of the journey it takes time to find and I've done a lot of stuff as well that didn't helped me as well, but I learned from
1: that. You know? We all do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um. And you know, when anybody sits in the conversation, they'll say, but you you know, they did this. No, that, that's irrelevant. It is, yeah. What, what the important thing is, is where you, you know are. Now. Yeah, you know now, <laughs> yeah. isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent.
1: But just go, just come back to the foundation, those families, that's what we kind of do now, is that we give funding to those families, to help them just to spend time with the children in hospital, pay the bills at home, try and get away from the financial strain, because you cannot afford to have financial strain and have the emotional strain and the physical strain of being able to look after a child that's sick. And the families that we're looking after, they are the mom and dad like passing ships in the night on the motorway all over the country and they're rushing back and forth and they've got all the siblings at home. It's all a nightmare. That's all it is.
0: And the di- that dynamic, even like in your relationship, as you said, it, like, it's this huge thing comes into your life. But it how many, changes you completely. But like. how,
1: how many parents don't get through it? Yeah. Because the strain is too much. Yeah. How many parents walk out on their children and leave them? Yeah. And just can't. And people might be critical. I'm not critical of them. It's just, it, you just, just got too much for them. Yeah. And, and. You mentioned about earlier on about you know getting support, right? And I'm not going to detail of that, but one of our objectives or strategies over the next three years is to try and see, can we get that fund set up? Mm-hmm. And we act, we're actively working on that. It's a goal, it's a passion, it's, it's a commitment we've made. Let's get a fund for these families, a one-off fund that doesn't exist, that they, they need to get and avail of it mm-hmm. as long as they need it. Yes. You know, if it was our family, and it was cleaner, Or we were going to need roughly between ten and 15,000 euros of additional income in our household to be able to help cleaner yeah. during our illness. So we needed to get that every year, and that's what we want for the government. Yeah. And it, It's hard to say, it, but that money has been squandered to a degree in yes. other areas, maybe. I, I think this is very important. I mean, our children are the most vulnerable of the vulnerable. I mean, they're our children, they're our future. You know, a lot of them won't be with us, even... In, in 12 months time, six months time, six weeks time. And why can't we help them? Yes. So we, we're really committed to making that yeah. happen. We have to.
0: Brendan, I think it's heartbreaking thinking like say tonight that some parents are going to be going to bed, they're going to be, you know, already stressed out, looking up about what's wrong with their child Correct. on Google. Yeah. They're having to educate themselves, Correct. read research papers, manage all this, the shock, everything, mm. and then, they have to think about the rent and the food yeah.
1: for their children. Yeah. It's uh, crazy. It's un, it's unfair. And I mean, they, they, if you, like we've helped 1,200 families and the one thing all of these families do, they always come back to say thanks and they'll send you a little card. And one of the things when we were on our journey with up when you'd go somewhere, like it could be a shrine, it could be a prayer group, it could be, down to San Giovanni, it could be in De Lourdes. You'd always bring a photograph of, of your child or your, or your fam- family member whoever's sick, and you'd leave it there. So what's happened with us, so it's a lovely thing to say outside of it being just a charity. Mm. We started asking people just to send a photograph of their child back to us. And, we have all, and every time a thank you letter comes in, they always put in the child's photograph. And they say some beautiful things about what has meant, and a lot of them really, really, really need the money. But every one of them would always say, if you read between the lines, and some people would just put it right down there, is that the fact that somebody cares, that that Cleaners Foundation care mm. about and understand the journey they're going through. We'd love to do way more than we're doing, and we're stretched beyond even the limits that we can do. But if, like it's all of us, you know. We've, we've got a voluntary board, great people. We've got people working with us. Like if they worked anywhere else, they probably make twice the salary that are on. I, I'm glad to say Terry and I are both voluntary mm-hmm. uh, in the organisation. I think that's important to us and um, that everything we do for, for cleaners is just totally us. And it's not even with us, it's cleaner. That's always given back through her into the organisation and uh, ultimately to the families. And, you know, There'll be somebody listening, I'm sure, that, that that's going to be in a very difficult situation. And I, I remember as oncologist being on the Late Late Show one night, he was fighting for um, a particular cause in Crumlin at the time, I forget what it was, maybe more equipment or something like that. Mm. And I remember what he said was, it was around Christmas time, he said, I'm very mindful, he said, when I'm talking, he said that, that people have got awful diagnosis and their children won't be around for Christmas. Do you know what I mean? That's how. So what I'm saying is, there's a real panic and a rush to get this sorted, to get the fund in place. Because a lot of families don't make it. I, he's he's a he's a seven, something like seventy percent, so seven out of ten, so that's an awful lot. And like, it, it's very difficult because sometimes we get attached to parents and to families that we get to know. It might be that we did fundraise with them, and then we went back we met them afterwards we get to know their child we go visit them and then if when they pass away it's like reliving it all again it's very difficult to do that and and i i i only say that because you know for anybody that, that that's listening is that if they, if they're helping and if they can help and there's loads of ways you can help that's what you're really doing yeah. it, it, like imagine being in that situation do, do you know what i mean How how difficult that is and and I'd love if people watch that program that you watch the Forgotten oh, yeah. Families. I'll
0: share. I'll share it on say yeah. the notes of this podcast. It's real, it isn't a, it? It was so power, it, like it yeah. was beyond. Um,
1: and it's not overly
0: beyond s- words.
1: Yeah, and it's not overly sad. He he, he was it was produced in a way, and the people that produced were very empathetic. And actually, I know that one of the people involved in this, it affected him so much that he actually had to go and talk to people about the effect of what he saw. He never realized yeah. that these things were going on. But I just, I would love people to watch it. Not if they ever did anything for cleaners, but they may get a life's lesson for themselves yes. as to what how difficult life can be. And they will be those people that you met on the car this morning. And I've no doubt mm-hmm. that you met a family trudging up the road yeah. to Dublin today under unbelievable pressure, maybe looking for a diagnosis, going for a surgery, getting that awful news. It's going on every day, every right. day, every day. It's, it's awful. And when you, when, you, when you meet these families, like it's just, Brendan, it's, it's just heartbreaking.
0: You mentioned there are just life lessons. Yeah. What do you think is, you know, the main lesson you have learned? I know that's a big question, Yeah. but like true, true it all. What's even in this moment like what comes into your mind?
1: And look, is there is there anything worse than burying your child? So that's that's a big lesson than that. So everything else to that is secondary. And sure the lesson is that reference point, isn't it? Yeah. And like I do lo I, I like it's very easy for not easy, but it's very easy for me to hear to talk to you and say that everything is fine and sure it's not it's far mm-hmm. from it in my life. It's yeah. not. And I'm the one that overthinks and worries and fearful. And yeah. I see people that, that that take everything in their stride. And they say, I'm not like that. But the one thing I have in life that keeps me grounded and maybe being here today, even to mm-hmm. actually being here, is the fact that if I didn't have the reference points that you call it with cleaners, with cleaner herself, mm-hmm. I don't know where I'd be. I, Do you know what I mean? So that's... Yeah. A, that, that's it really for me that that's the life lesson that I've got out of it maybe it's there and clean as that was was for me to 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 be who I am I don't mean that now me to be who I am Dale's Brendan no for me to be able to deal with my life yes. oh and my and, and maybe is that it yeah and so is maybe that's what it is all about like I I don't know I really really don't know um I really don't know. And...
0: Brendan, on yeah. the documentary, uh, Terry said that cleaner had you wrapped her into your little finger, yeah. that she loved music, mm. that she you used to have the radio blaring as you were in the car that you thought you were to drive, that there was a lot of dents in the car. I just want to say to you that you are such a special person and my sister, Audrey, shared a quote with me yesterday, and you really came to my mind. on am clean We live on only as long as our story is told. Thank you so much, Brendan, for sharing part of your story and some of clean story and life with us Thank today.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you so much to Brendan for sharing his story with us. Thank you also to Dennis and Cormac and all the crew in iMedia, IMS in Limerick. They have a fabulous studio in Limerick to record podcasts in and provide a range of other services. And they just are great guys and I was so delighted to meet them the day we recorded this episode. Something very special happened after I left the studio in Limerick that day. I stopped in for a takeaway coffee on the way home and a butterfly started circling around me, making its presence known and then flying up and away. The sun was out and it just filled my heart up and made me think again that our loved ones are always, always with us. I text Brendan to let him know and he too thought it was a sign. Thank you so much for listening.